0: Church. Today, if you look at the decoration in this place, it means that we are expecting to celebrate the birth of someone, isn't it? And who is that person? Great. Uh, Jesus' birthday, we chose 25th as his birthday like how some of you chose a date for your birthday. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong if you choose a date to celebrate the day you were born. It might not be there's an argument somebody say, oh he wasn't born on 25 this and that. That argument doesn't hold. What holds is that he was born. Or it's not when he was born that he was born. And we decided to choose 25th. We could have chosen today. Hallelujah. So I think the person is the most important than the date. Sometimes we place emphasis on things that do not matter. Why did God send his son into this world? Knowing how we are, what on earth here can make you send your son to people you know? if we send they' maltreat him and kill him. How many of you do that? Nobody will like to send the child you love so much to somebody go and stay with this person. And you know this person is going to maltreat and make sometimes the child become timid in life forever. How many of you do that? None of you. But God did it. Because of you. Because of me. Hallelujah. Why God sent Jesus into this world? Why did he send him to this world? 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. One, I think he sent his son to this well to show us the exact picture of him. God is a spirit. But how will we know how God looks like? His character and whatever it is. So he brought his son so that we will know exactly how he is like. Or, let's look at 2 Corinthians. Let me read from verse 2, but verse 4 is the one I'm going to read. But we have renounced the hidden face of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling, handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of who? God. Verse 3. But even if our gospel is what? Is hidden or veiled, it is hidden or veiled to those who are perishing. It means that the gospel can be hidden. Then therefore. 4. Whose mind are what? The God of this age has blinded. Who do not believe? Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Who is what? The express image of God should shine on them. So the express image or the image of God can be seen in the glory of who? In Christ, isn't it? So if you want to see God's glory, look at Jesus. If you want to see how God will behave on earth here, look at Jesus. If you want to act like God, Jesus had come to this world when people were hungry and they didn't know what they would eat, And the disciples said, take them home. That is human, that is a human mind. A human mind, what they said was not there was nothing wrong with it. They were just being logical, like human beings. That the people have kept long here, and we don't have enough food here. So the place they can get food to eat is where they can get some to buy. Because we don't have what it takes to feed the people. So let them go to town and find something to eat. It's logical. That's how human beings say. That's how human beings behave. If he cannot supply, that things are not there, he cannot manufacture it. So he will tell you, go to town. Adenta. And go and see where you can find coffee broke man. So they were feeling for the people. And Jesus said, if we send these people, they have, they've been with me for how many days? Three days. How many of you, if you haven't eaten for three days, the pastor preaches you're hungry? A hungry man <laughs> is most of the time an angry man. So everything will make you feel angry. So they said, look, Jesus, if we don't send these people away, they will be angry and they will jump on us. So Jesus said, the energy in them cannot take them to the city. God knows that you can't get to where you are going if he doesn't intervene. Sometimes we have to move to a certain area, but we don't have enough strength to move. When your strength is limited, God comes in to help. So he showed us that God comes in to help when we don't, we need help. So he said, what did God, he said, the human beings saw not that I can feed them. God says, I can feed them. So he showed who God was. The express image of God, the love of God, the concern of God, and the ability and the power of God. He says, look, look at what Jesus said. Oh, I love Jesus. I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. He's not only concerned with their offering. Use them. Throw them away. As long as somebody can use you, he wants you with him. When you have no use, throw you away. The reason why somebody is keeping that friendship is because of the benefit he gets from you. We have few genuine friends, plenty circumstantial friends. Circumstances make you, make you make a friend. That is why, when, when some people are promoted in life to a higher place, they drop those friends. You call them, they won't respond. You think you have a friend, but he's dropped you. That's the most serious thing, as if you think this person is is my friend and he has you are not in his mind. You think this person is my boyfriend and he's not in your mind. <laughs> that's why you don't kill yourself for those things. If you kill yourself for that thing, that's why you call broken heart. Because if you give your heart, he you will break it. Give your heart to Jesus. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way. For some of them have come from afar. See, God knows the congregation he pastors. He knows you. He knows those who have come afar. He knows those who who are staying around here. He knows every one of us and our location. He knows where you are coming from. He knows that it will take you 100 years if you want to build a house. He knows that when you put your salary together, it can do nothing. He understands you, where you are coming from. He understands that you have plenty money in your pocket, but you don't want to do good with it. So he sent them, go and do what? And look at what he did. Then the disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? The place is the wilderness. You can't have anything there. No bread. So even if God, how can we? Get it. Even if we have money, we can get some to buy. But look at what Jesus did. He asked them, How many loaves do you have? I don't care about whether you are in the wilderness. I don't care whether this, how many loaves do you have? And they said, I thank God they managed to locate some loaves of bread somewhere. And they said seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. Will a human being do that? Seven loaves of bread. For we will see the number of people that are there. Seven loaves of bread. For this number of people in this church, the prophet Anon is asking the ushers to share it to you people who are hungry. Not people who have eaten from their homes and have come and were giving it to you like communion. No. (laughs) This is not communion bread. This is food for hungry men and women seven loaves that is the answer from man lord my salary is only this an answer from man and look at jesus sit them down and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and what did he do how do you give thanks with all these multitude of people here, any time you give thanks, it means that somebody has given you what you wanted. So, Jesus was showing them that, look, I have already received the food in the spiritual realm, and I'm just going to convert it where the people can eat. He gave thanks. He did what? With the five loaves of bread, if I give it to you to feed all of us here, I know what will come from your mouth first. Not thanksgiving. Complain and insult. Prophet! How can I feed these thousands of people with seven loaves of bread? Even our, my, my, my home alone, this one is, really, is not enough. The entire church. But he gave thanks because he knows that the father has the ability to create when there's nothing. God nature, one of his nature is that nothing is impossible with him. He can Do anything with little. So he came to show us that God can feed you if you have little. So he made them sit down and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground and he took seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before them and they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish. And having blessed them, having that, what? He also blessed the fish. Then he did what? He said to them also before them. To set them before them. So they ate and were what? Filled. And they took up what? Seven large baskets of leftover fragments. How many loaves? Seven divided by thousands of people. We are doing mathematics. After they divided it, the remaining one was what? No seven loaves. Serving what? Basket. That is God mathematics. That is God economics. That is how God does his business. He came to show us that no matter what condition you are in, let God come in. I am God, I have the ability to take seven, divide it and give it to thousands of people and still there will be remaining not seven loaves but seven baskets of. (laughs) So he came to show us that God, who is the provider, he is able to provide. God showed himself. As Jehovah what? Jehovah Jireh. Our God He can provide. That is His name. So He showed, He showed God in person, He personified God. Name in that area. That look, He can give more than enough. So you go through the scriptures. He showed who God could be. God the healer. He will move and go to a place somebody has been there for 38 years it doesn't matter how it happened but that's how long the man has suffered at that time he might have given up if you're sick for 38 years on sick bed for 38 years and have tried everything and nothing is happening you lose hope he comes to the scene And says, even if you have, when he asked the man, do you want to be healed? Do you know what he said? He said, I have what? I have no one. So he said, God came in, when you meet God, he is for those who have no one. If you have no one to help you, God becomes your helper. So he came to reveal God as a helper. God, who comes to people's life who don't have anybody. If you don't have anybody, you have God. He said, "Look, if you have no one, you don't need to even. I, I will come into your life and bring help to you." Amen. He meets the blind and makes them see. So all the miracle he worked, he showed who God is, the nature of God. Then when you meet God, this is what He will do god is a good god jesus came to show god who is spirit and he walked here like a man so whatsoever god would do on earth here that is what jesus did so if you can see the spirit you can see the works of jesus christ i know who and how god is like the scripture says that he is the brightness of his glory that's God's glory. And the experts clearly, oh, he clearly communicated the person of God to us. He came to communicate the very person, the very God to us, that when you see Christ and his work, you see God himself. So, Christmas, this thing should come into your mind so that you that Christ lives in you should also live the way God will live. Then number two, through that we can know God, isn't it? John fourteen seven to 14. Yeah. Then they said to him, where is what? Your father. Let's read from verse 18. He said, I am one who bears witness of myself. And the father who sent me bears witness of me. I am one who bears witness of myself and the father who sent me also bears witness of me. Verse 19. Then he said to him, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my my father. If you had known me you would have known my father also. so if you want to know the father who do you have to know so I am here my father gave you me to you people so that because you can't know him you once you know me then you know you know the father continue this what Jesus spoke in tre- uh, in treasury as he taught in the temple and no one laid hand on him for his hour had not yet worked if it When your time have some of you, we are afraid every small even fly. You are afraid. Hey, so which have come to my house? So find a fly in your house. Use some spray. Spray it. When you finish spraying, don't be thinking about have I killed. Uh, Listen. Uh, Will they come against me at night? No, 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 no. If my time hasn't come, no witch, no wizard, no power, no spirit, no demon. You see, if you know who you are in Christ, unless my time is up, and God have orchestrated it. If God's hand is not in it, look you know, Satan can try everything he would try. I always say he won't try you. He's a bad boy. He will always try. He will try to make you think that he can kill you. But know that if your time is not up, you are in the hand of God. He said, this is how I am. If my time has not come, I can annoy you, but you can't kill me. You may not like me, you can't kill me. You may try, you may say, oh, this guy, the way he has, I don't like, you can't destroy me. He said, I am my father, we are one. If you've seen my father, me, you've also seen who? My father. So if you want to know the father well, Then study about me. Walk with me. Look at me. The way I behave. The way I do my things. That is how if God was to come in flesh, this is how he will be. You can't see God who is a spirit. Nobody can approach him. When Moses said, God, I want to see you. He said, nobody can see my face and live. But I I would like you see me. I'm going to enter into the flesh and let the flesh cover my, the glory that will kill. Then he can walk among you. Then you can see how I am, whatever is in me. So Moses' request was given to us, but we arrested him and killed him. So we met him and we saw him. And last Friday, I was talking. About the prophecies that came about Jesus Christ. In fact, I started with uh, Abraham, isn't it? And sometimes, if you look at how God does his things, he promised, and he took Abraham for his own time, nothing, no. And he promised Abraham that, Abraham, this land you are standing in, I am going to give it to you. So he made a covenant with Abraham. And in the covenant, Abraham fell into a deep sleep and darkness came upon him and god said abraham i will take your children your descendant into a strange land for 400 years and they will be afflicted look at what god god prof- prophesied you know they will be <laughs> they will be slave they will be servant they will serve the people and be afflicted and all that but it won't be like that. I will also bring them out from that place with great possession. You see, any time the enemy tries to take you into slavery, try to put you at the corner and make you look like you are useless, God is about to bring great possession in your life. Whatever pains he brings you, there will also be a reward in that. At the time God was speaking, Abraham didn't have a child. He was old. And God was talking about his descendant. Where? Old man and old lady. No children. And God talking about his descendant. 400 years, sometimes, and he say, Hey, what is it? Eventually, he gave birth to Isaac. Isaac gave birth to Jacob. Jacob gave birth to Joseph. Joseph was sold. And the prophecy, as if God was orchestrating everything. His brothers sold him and they sold him and they sold him and he went to a strange land and he went and stayed there. From the beginning it didn't look like the people would afflict them. He gained popularity in Egypt, became number two, was very prosperous and then carried the entire brothers. God is now fulfilling his sin. He said, if they were beating him there, they won't come. Now, everything is clear. Like some of you, you go, you, sometimes you travel. You want to travel, one person travel, especially from my area, they don't up. You travel and the, the, the place become very good for you. You've got a place that you go and bring your brother, younger brother, you go and bring another one, you go and bring, before you realize the entire family have come to stay in UK or US. So it carried them and everything. They were very, and they were in fact they gave them the best land. Goshen. They were given the best land. They were very happy living there. They were fulfilling God's prophecy. So don't forget. Then the Bible said, and another Pharaoh. (laughs) And another government another pharaoh came who did not know your business it's not all the time somebody will know you there are going to be some time people will not know you and you have to depend and that pharaoh was to be used to fulfill and they gradually enslaved them they were working hard they were not paying them. They were working and building. They were not. Now they became slaves. I don't know how they became slaves, but they became slaves. Why? Maybe because they sold their brother. Now, what are you talking about? You're slaves. So when Moses came on to take them, they afflict them. The Bible says they afflicted them so much that they cried, if you read Exodus, because of the affliction, human beings when they are in trouble, that's where they pray well. When things are cool. I remember there was some time uh, I have American friends, they came, they came and we, the people were praying. And one of them, a white he asked me, I said, Why are these people praying with energy like this? I said, You don't know. Here, <laughs> yeah, if you don't pray, you eat. <laughs> that is our credit card. until we get to a place like yours. This is how we are going to depend. We have to depend on God. This is keeping us. This is making us happy in the midst of sadness and difficulties. Well, they were beaten. They were maltreated. But eventually they came out. See, as if God knew, when God prophesied to Abraham, there wasn't any uh, child But how did they get to a strange land to fulfill? Look, God will create a situation for prophecy to be fulfilled. Then I also referred to when God prophesied and said, Jesus will be born where? In Bethlehem. The time. Mary was pregnant and her time was getting closer. She didn't have the idea that they would come to Bethlehem to give birth to Jesus. If somebody had said, this is the Savior, he's going to be born in Bethlehem, people wouldn't believe it. But there was a decree. God stirred the atmosphere. And the authority made a decree that everybody should go to his village. God prophesied. A decree came. And the king didn't even know that that was it. And Jesus, Mary had to go to Bethlehem with David. Because they have, they have their lineage and linkage from Bethlehem. So a decree was made that everybody must go there. So they have to move there. And exactly when they got there, that was the exact time the baby came. Because it has been prophesied that baby don't come until your mother gets to Bethlehem. I if the baby should be born on the way. No, the baby delayed. Because he is not to be born on the road. He's not a wayside child. So his birth prophesied means that your life being prophesied nothing can change it. Whatever God has said about you it will surely come to pass. It may look very difficult Whatever dream you have, whatever vision you have, whatever God has placed on your heart that you are able to do it, you should do it. You can do it, you will do it. No matter the hindrances or the opposition that come against your life, we can achieve it. But God mighty hand will back you and direct you and guide you. You will not bear the child in the path, it will go to the right place where God has said. And at the right time, he got to the place. At the right time, he got to the place at the right place. And that right place where it was spoken, she gave birth. And when the people were coming, the wise men, not the wise men, they saw his star and followed the star. Then when they got to the place, they went to the Jubilee house. They said, i not somebody will be born? Some great king. Where? And the king called the pastors because they are supposed to know the mind of God, know what will happen. And when they came, they looked. Do you know where they found it? They looked for the answer, the scriptures. Your life is in the scriptures. They opened the scriptures and saw a place. It has been prophesied long. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. They located where he will be birthed, born, not because they were in the spirit, but through the scriptures. You can locate your life in the scriptures. You can find your path by the word. That is why it is very important for us to pay g- great attention to the word of God. Wa cano ebebum erazi wa cano ebe
1: eradia
0: kasa obey shirayen. Obey <laughs> shirayen. Amane <speaking in foreign language> <speaking in foreign> e <language> I don't know, some people have gone through a lot and they're trying to drop their dreams. They're trying to drop what they feel God said they should do because of the conditions around. Today, I want us to pray. Once God has said it, it will come to pass. I say once God has said it, it will surely and surely and surely come to pass. If you are here and you are in this position where God has assured you and the assurance has become opposite in your life, stand up. The rest of us will pray for you. And those who are sitting down want to pray for these ones that it will not be aborted in the way. Because of you, decrees will be made. Laws will be made to favor you. I want us to pray for these ones. Pray for them and you who are standing, do your prayers. That you will enter into your destiny. That nothing will stop you. That whatever God has planned for your life, no matter the difficulties, no matter the rivers and the mountains you're going to go up. And you're going to get a testimony next year and during the years ahead. I want us to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each one of them, oh God. The same way you were prophesied about, the same way the prophet spoke about your life, the same way the word said about your life, nothing could change it. I pray for each and everyone who is standing here. Oh God, with burden upon their heart, Lord, I pray that, Lord, each one will arrive at their destiny in the name of Jesus. Lord, any difficulties, forces of darkness that are trying to stop you and hinder you from getting to your place, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you take your hands off what God has said will surely come to pass. No weapon fashioned against the life shall prosper. Any tongue raised against them to miss this path will not work. We condemn it and this shall be the heritage. God has spoken and made this once even enjoy and see the word being turned into flesh. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that Lord, the hand of the Lord shall be upon them that Lord, you will direct their path, direct their feet, Lord guide them until they get to that place. I pray that anyone that is tired and that is exhausted, Lord we pray for new strength, that Lord they will be able to move until they get to their place. Lord, some are giving up but I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be new strength in their life knowing that God will take them to their destination in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will not die until you get to that place. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. God is going to help you. And Revelation is very important to stop sin. When your eyes are open to your future, you don't hold on to small, small things. When you know there's a future for you like Joseph, you don't hold, you may call it a big thing. You don't hold things against your brothers. They showed you and so what? They were to kill you, didn't die. Uh, they you die. They put in the hole, Did you die. They removed you and sold you. Did you die there? Now, where you are now, he looks back I says, it's good I came here. So instead of seeing evil and being bitter, he has to thank his brothers, hey, if you would have not sold me, if I hadn't gone to Potiphar's house, if Mrs. Potiphar hadn't come to put this thing on him, to be sent into prison he wouldn't have met those people to interpret those dream to be released and be placed on a higher level so he looked back and it became a plus instead of negative if you look at life like that bitterness will not be in your heart his brothers couldn't forgive themselves. Said, eh, my father said, eh, when we go, don't, don't, don't take care. He said, look, if I had kept this in my heart, mind. I wouldn't have got here. You meant it for evil, according to what you are saying. But God meant it for my good. So, if God used your evil to bring good to me, Why should I be better? Thank you for selling me. Mrs. Spotify, thank you for putting those problems on me to be put to prison. Because I supposed to meet that guy over there. There was no way our path would have crossed. But he is the one who should report my case. the king. If I was in my master's house, my master wouldn't tell the king that me, I'm interpreter of dreams. So everything that happened to your life, today you might not see the benefit, but tomorrow you will see the benefit. The same way with the death of Jesus Christ. They caught him, beat him, killed him. He, he, he suffered. But it ended up for your good. If Judah hadn't sold him, if the people hadn't arrested him, if they hadn't crucified him, if he hadn't died on the cross, would you be saved? So don't be bitter. Even your boss, who sacks you without justification, don't be bitter. But there's a better future for your life. What he's done will create a better future for you. You see, if you're bitter, you destroy your own future. Bitterness kills your future. It destroys your future. So Satan uses men to do something against you, then you will sit down and become bitter so that you won't get to where you are going. Don't be bitter. Whatever, it is something I've given to God and I haven't uh, seen any improvement in my life. So they are bitter towards God. Hey, the one who will help you. So don't, tell someone, don't be bitter. Bitterness destroys. It can destroy your business. It can destroy your marriage. It can destroy you. you some of you are bitter towards your husband. Bitter towards your wife. Your bitterness won't destroy your wife. If you are a man, it will destroy you, yourself. So relax. If anybody have hurt you, deal with the hurting now. That's why Jesus came. Relax. Being bitter means taking poison and expecting another person to die. He said, Pastor, you don't know the thing he, the person did. Especially, let me tell you, friends, close people are the one that will hurt you. If people are close to you, they don't hurt you, then you are not close. How many of you have beaten your foot before? No. At this age, you can't bite your foot because you can't even bend to put it. But they don't have relation. How many of you have bitten your tongue before? Let me see your hands, those who are. Almost all of you, isn't it? Why your tongue? Because they are close. Their tongue and their teeth, they are close and they work together. And sometimes the time you bite is when the food is. Yeah. Do you stop eating no. because the teeth have bitten the tongue? The tongue say, "I am angry. Are teeth? I won't work with you again." Mm. <laughs> How many have done that before? If you like, try that and see. By one month. You are gone. Why is pain in you? You are still <laughs> finding some way, way to work together. So that is how life is. You will bite yourself. But know that we are working together. We are not perfect people. So we'll be biting ourselves. You teach to don't be biting the tongue like that. <laughs> if somebody has done something against you. Christmas means forgiveness. Amen. Christ came to this world to forgive our sins. So, learn today no matter how hard it is for you to forgive. Today we are making decision. We won't end enter next year with those sins. From here Go to that person and greet the person. Tell the person God loves you. Let him insult you. Still say God loves you. Say, prophet, feed the person with what? A long spoon. Yes, I didn't say if somebody keeps on hurting you. Always go close. You can keep your distance, but don't be bitter. So I end here. A good advice, isn't it?